Hi there, Martin Bailey here, and following on from the previous episode, this week we're going to take a look at creating camera profiles for Capture One Pro using a product this time called Luma River Profile Designer. If you are following along with the audio at this point, you'll really need to go to the blog at mbp.ac 618 so that you can watch the video as opposed to listening because it's not really going to make much sense without being able to see what we're doing here. So the first thing we need to do to get started is prepare our image. And this time we're going to use an image that I shot last year outside in just regular daylight. This is the digital color checker SG from X-Rite, but you can do this with the color checker passport as well. And the Luma River documentation says that you ideally need an image that has white patches exposed at around 220. And if we look here, these white patches, if you see, look at the top of the screen there, you'll see that these are all around 221, 222. So this is actually a little bit, maybe a third of a stop or so darker than the image we used last week, but it's exposed in bright sunlight. And so this was like at the very top of the exposure range just before it starts to blow out in the camera, become overexposed and these white patches start to flash. So the other thing we need to do is do a custom white balance. If we go to the, the white balance panel in Capture One Pro, select the color picker here and then just click on one of these gray patches, you'll see that we are roughly around 5000 Kelvin and that's exactly where we need to be for a, for a regular daylight shot. And once you've done that, we need to go to ICC profile under the base characteristics panel and select no color correction under the effects menu and that flattens it down a little bit color wise the next thing we need to do is actually go to linear response and that take makes it darker and really sort of lackluster but we don't need to worry about that for now uh, luma river actually does a much better job of bringing all of this back when we when we apply the profile rather than having to, to mess around with the sliders and things, as we'll see shortly. So once we've got those few settings done, we need to export the image. I've got a process recipe created, but basically it has to be a TIFF 16-bit, and the ICC profile has to be embed camera profile. And that really is just a, a way of telling the software to use the the capture one no color correction option once we've done that we will save it to the desktop and as you can see i have the desktop selected here so we'll just press process and then go back to the base characteristics panel and this time just select auto or whatever curve you usually use be it film standard high contrast whatever select the curve that you usually use and i'm going to go with auto and then we just need to process another copy then in when we open luma river profile designer let's create a new project and if you're going to be creating a dng profile for lightroom or adobe camera raw that's what you would do that here but the objective today 
is to create a profile for Capture One Pro. So I'm going to use the second option to create an ICC profile. Then under the target tab on the right, we need to load the image. And here we'll see a, an image that has the original file name. That's the first one that, the, that we exported with the linear curve. And the one with the auto curve, it's just been had a one appended to, so that it doesn't overwrite the original. So we need to first open the linear curve version. And then take a look through the options. The Illuminant D50 is perfect because it was around 5000 Kelvin. And then we need to select the X-Rite Color Checker SG target. And then show the target grid. And we need to manually align this. So a few little tasks to do here. Let's get this aligned. And then once it's aligned, click grid is in place. And then let's take a look at the optimization tab, the next tab down. On this screen for now, we're going to leave all of these options as the default. And we'll come back to this one in a moment. Under the tone curve tab, we're going to take a look at these options. The, the first input curve, we're going to leave that at auto for now. And then select load base curve. And in there, we need to go and select the image that we created with the auto curve and open that. And then below here, this is really important. If we leave this replace base curve at replace, then the image never brightens up again. It just stays like this. We'll look at this in a moment, but we have to select add to base curve under the, for this option. And then we're going to select custom for the curve and load a custom curve. Now for this, I'm actually going to navigate to the 5DSR curve that is supplied with Capture One Pro. And to do that, because we can't get into it from here, I'm going to open a Let's just go and get a, a new finder window. And I'm going to go to applications and then right click capture one and say select pack show package contents. Then under there it's contents, framework, app core framework, resources, and then profiles and input. And in there we can see the EOS Canon EOS 5DSR generic profile. While we're here, let's select and copy everything up to the hyphen onto the clipboard. I'll show you why we use that in a moment. And then we can just take this and drag it to this window. And that way, we'll be able to get into the Capture One application to the folder and select that profile. And then click open and that will be selected for us. Now, the next thing I want to do is go to the look panel and we're going to leave the tone reproduction operator at neutral and change the variant to neutral as well. I've tried these and they're nice. If you, if you do a lot of model shoots, maybe the skin and sky would work. For me, I'm just going to go with neutral and 
Another relatively important option here is the gamut compression. Now, you would think that this doesn't really happen, but the profiles that are included in Capture One Pro are, as far as I can tell, compressing the colors down so that they fit inside a smaller color space. And that's what this does, basically. If your image has colors that are outside of Adobe RGB or the sRGB color space, your, these options will basically allow you to compress the image down into these color spaces. And I don't want to do that. As I've talked about in the past, I want my images to be as free as possible until I need to compress them down for, say, the web or when printing. But when editing, I want them to be as free as possible. And so I'm going to select Gamut Compression None. And I've actually tried to figure out how to show you the difference with this. But because this is a video and the colors are going to get cramped down a little bit anyway, we can't really see the difference in the video. In fact, on my iMac screen, I can hardly see the difference either. But I have a second display that has a wider gamut and I can see the difference on there. So I can't really show you this. You'd need to play with this yourself. But trust me that we get a slightly wider gamut if we just don't compress it at all. And then the base look, we'll leave that at neutral plus. Then the last thing that I want to select is the high resolution LUT lookup table. And the reason for that is because I can. And <laughs> those of you that know me will know that I pretty much, if there's something that I can take a, a better quality version of, I'll generally go for the higher resolution or whatever. And before we actually render this, I want to go back to this option just to show you. So now we've got everything set up with the original option, replace base curve. If we click the render button down here, you'll see that the image here does not change and it's very dark. And that means that when we use this profile, we'd need to brighten the image up again. I don't want to do that. I really just don't think that that is something for me. But I found that if you select add to base curve and render the image, we actually get a beautiful bright image, very much the same as the original. So that's what we're going to use. And if we go back to export, we can now save a copy of this profile. And I am going to save it in. Let's just go in and show you this. So we go to library. You can save it in your user's library. I like to put it in the, the system library under color sync profiles. And then up here, we are going to paste that name that we copied to the clipboard earlier, the Canon EOS 5DSR, because if we append this, Capture One Pro will automatically list it alongside the other 5DSR profiles. And I'm just going to call this MBP generic. I'm just adding MBP to the, to the word generic, which is what Capture One Pro uses, so that I can recognize this. And then we're going to hit save. The other thing that we're going to do is go to the optimization tab again. And I believe that this is only available in the reproduction version of Luma River Profile Designer. But we're going to also export a 3D lookup table as well. And just so that we can show you this. So let's go down to the ICC. If you don't render this before 
you click the export ICC profile button. It just renders it for you anyway. And then we'll paste this and I'm going to call this one MBP generic 3D just so that I can see in the list which is which. And that's it. We're pretty much done in Luma River Profile Designer. Before you close that though, it's a good idea to just save a project. I've saved some of these projects already, so I'm not going to do this. Just give it a name and then you can get back to your settings and tweak them and make various copies. So we are done in here for now though. If you have Capture One open, you will need to just quit that so that we can reload the profiles. And here we are back at the digital color checker SD chart. And let's go to a screen that I have the base characteristics on again. And you can see now that underneath this menu, we have a couple of different options, including not only the original 5DSR generic profile that comes with Capture One Pro, but we also now have my new MBP generic and the 3D lookup table version. And if we look at this, again, this is one of those things that I'm not sure how much you're gonna be able to see in the video, but as I flick over here from the generic to the MBP generic, I hope that you can see that a lot of these color patches really pop out. And, and what's more important is the rest of the image doesn't really change. And this is what's going to make this a viable solution for me. I didn't want to be exporting TIFFs and things, but this, it's worth it to me just to see these colors pop in. And this is really something that I'm, I'm happy to see. So we're going to open up a new catalog with this year's photographs in it so that I can take a look at a few examples. And so here's one of a, an eagle, a stellar seagull doing some acrobatics. And if we change to the MBP generic profile, we'll notice a few things. The first thing is, this is the non-3D lookup table version. And you should be able to see, let's just hit the H key to get the hand and just make it so that we can see this a little bit better. But you'll be able to see straight away that the yellows in the talons are much yellower and they're a little bit brighter as well in the beak. So that's one thing. But if, the, if we go to the 3D version, you'll see that this time the, the color of the sky changes. And that sky seems a little bit more natural to me. So we're seeing changes that were really not available before. And whether this is enough of a difference to make this product worth your while is totally up to you. But let's take a look at a few of the differences. So here's a snow monkey bathing in the hot spring. And again, this is the generic. As we go to my new MBP generic, there's a slight difference. It looks a little bit more natural. And again, if we keep going down to the 3D lookup table, we can see that the face is slightly redder. And to me, this looks a little bit more natural. I'm going to create a clone variant 
and actually apply the 3D lookup table to this so that we can flick back and forth. Here we see the original, and here is the new 3D lookup table version with the Luma River profile assigned. This to me looks much more natural. The red in the color of the face of the monkeys is often something that we lose slightly in the images. They've got these beautiful red faces, and I think that the new profile here shows us that. I'm also seeing, I'm pretty sure that the hair to me as well looks a little bit more alive. It's, it's really just, there's something about it that makes me feel as though I'm looking at the snow monkey more in the new profile version. So to me, this is something that I'm very happy about. Here's another, another image that we can see a, a bit of difference in. So these, the sulfur stained fumaroles here are going to pop for us a little bit. So again, as you see here, this is going to the generic. And in this image, the 3D LUT doesn't make a lot of difference, but there's quite a significant difference between the generic profile and the new Luma River profile. So let's just go, go in a little bit more here so that you can really see this. So that's the difference. And that to me is quite significant. It's probably enough that I would not have to worry about messing around with the saturation of the colors as I sometimes do. There are images that I will, I'll often say I'll, I'll take a, a color picker on the, on the Stellar Seagull's beaks, and then I'll just increase the saturation a little bit. And I often do that just to really accentuate the colors and the, the areas that I want to really see. But there's no need to do that if you use this profile. Not, maybe there will be time still, but it's not going to be as often as it has been. Another image that I wanted to look at is this fox, northern red fox from Hokkaido. And again, we'll just go in and flick between the generic Capture One Pro profile and the new one. Now, this is something that I need to think a little bit about um, because the reds sort of go yellow. And I'm pretty sure that's because this is the color that the fox was. And I, I'm not sure that I like it because I'm seeing a difference. I'm seeing a switch that I didn't expect. Now, I'm thinking that this is probably more accurate. So I'm going to just use this profile from now on. And then I don't think that the initial shot will be there, but I'm pretty sure it's going to give me more accurate colors. So to do that, what you need to do is select, I'm going to go for the 3D L LUT. And apparently, just to explain this, the 3D LUT assigns its colors slightly differently. It, it kind of protects the highlights. It doesn't assign the, the correction of the colors 
so heavily to the highlight areas of the image. So it prevents the bright colors from going oversaturated a little bit. So I'm going to select that and I'm going to click these ellipses under the base characteristics and I'm going to say save as defaults for the 5DSR. And that, I believe, means that from now on, when I import images from the 5DSR, the new profile is going to be applied instead of the Capture One generic profile. Now, I'm, I can change this. I can go back in and, ch and select these at any time. And I can also reset the defaults or go back in and select the, the original profile and save that again. So it's not a permanent change, but it's something that I want to try because I'm really liking these the way these images look. And one other thing that I wanted to just quickly mention is that because this is really about color, I wouldn't expect to do anything to change in a black and white image. And we'll just take a look. Although we can see a slight change in the in the middle there as we as the image is regenerated, there's really no difference in the in this color, this black and white image here. And so that again to me is is great. I mean, last week when we looked at basic color input five, I had to struggle to get the black and white images to look anything like. And I don't want to be doing that. When I'm working with a product like this, I just want to be able to forget about it. And what I'll probably do is create another profile for my studio lights and things like that. But this is quite a wide variety of, you know, we've got cloudy images, we've got sunny day images and overcast. And I'm thinking that I probably don't need to create a whole lot of profiles to be able to be covered. If we go back to my finals folder, uh, where we have this, we can also perhaps go in and take a quick look at, let's see, let's take a look at some of my very vibrant Namibia photos. Um, this is actually, this will be fun because this image I have already pumped up. If we go in here, we can see that I have already pumped up the orange in the background a little because I expose to the right, which means that I, I always try to get the data as far over to the right as possible. But in reality, this scene looks a lot more like this to me. So let's turn, let's create a clone variant again. And in there, we'll turn off this color adjustment that I'd made and see what this looks like with there. So look at that. That's a huge difference. And again, it's probably still bright, but this looks a lot more like what I recall. This is pale compared. And so what, what we can do now, if I've just imported this image and I'm looking at this, I'm probably still going to come in here and select the background and perhaps do a little bit of adjustment on the lightness to bring that background down a little bit. But the color is almost exactly where I want it to be already. I'm not going to be needing to increase the, sat the saturation. It instantly takes it over the top. So that's actually great to see. We have other images here with the blue skies. Again, you'll see here that I have been increasing the blue of the sky. I 
have already put a little bit of saturation up there to emphasize that. So again, let's do a clone and turn that off. And we'll turn off the orange of the dunes as well. And let's just see what this looks like with, yeah, again, look at this. So the blue is coming back to pretty much where I had made an adjustment to. So this, this to me seems like I've, I've found something that will actually improve the quality of the images that I'm getting from Capture One Pro. And I didn't think that was possible because I love the image quality, but this is going to get me at least closer to where I would normally want to be with an image. I can see that the, the sky is still a little bit bluer in my original because of the adjustment, but I'm closer. And that to me is going to save me a little bit of time on a lot of images. And that's always a good thing. So let's take a look at the all important price question. And if we go to lumariver.com and scroll down to the bottom, we can see that the, they have these three editions that I was talking about. The basic edition is 30 euros. The pro edition is, which is what a photographer needs, is the, is 100 euros. And the repro edition is 200 euros. Even if you go for the photographer's edition, you're saving 400 euros over the, uh, the previous solution that we looked at. And yes, this, you know, the product requires a little bit more work, but it's usable in the scenario that I want to work with. So I think I found my solution. I didn't want to make this a comparison, but the, the actual results to me are so much more in favor of Luma River. So this is what I'm going to be using from now on, probably applying that profile to all of my images by default. And I'll let you know, I mean, I'll, like I say, I'll probably make a studio light version. I might do one for overcast days, but I really don't think it's necessary. The difference from what I've seen so far is, is small. And so I'm not going to be doing a, a whole library of these things unless I really feel it's useful. But I'll update you on that if that is the case. So once again, you can find all of these uh, links to this stuff on the blog at mbp.ac slash 617. And I'll put some process notes there as well as the video if you weren't watching the video. But thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure an interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. <laughs>